0: in the workplace. Aaron Rubens, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations podcast. John, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from from the Chicago area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of appreciation in the workplace. As we get started, I wanted to share Aaron's bio with everybody. Aaron Rubens is the co-founder and CEO of Kudo Board, a platform primarily used for workplace appreciation on special occasions, company events, and everything in between. Uh, Tulane, graduate with an MBA from Harvard Business School, he brings a rich background in education and technology. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to pause there and give you a chance now to share anything else about your background, your personal context, as well as kudo board and then we'll dive on into the conversation absolutely well john first of all thanks so much for having me excited to be here um in terms of
1: my background uh you know we've been working on kudo board now for the past five plus years and you know really excited to speak with you and your audience about how it can be used um, in the workplace
0: to make people feel more engaged and connected with their colleagues yeah and that engagement and connection is really so vital Uh, And so you're doing an important work and whether we're utilizing a platform like Kudo Board or taking other, you know, approaches and and utilizing different mechanisms, regardless, we need to make sure that we're building in appreciation to build uh, camaraderie to to build community uh, and to make sure people feel appreciated, uh, needed, wanted welcome in the workplace. It, it's, it's one of the key ways to make an inclusive workplace and to just get the most out of your people. So, you know, people are more productive and excited and passionate about the work that they do. Absolutely. And, you know, there's been a bunch of studies that
1: show it. it is oftentimes the biggest reason people leave is not feeling sort of recognized or appreciated. And it, it's, it's those moments that add up over time that people start disengaging and ultimately looking for other opportunities. And so I think if you can build a culture of appreciation, and one that you know is driven as much by empowering colleagues to appreciate each other as it is sort of top down appreciation you can create something really special where people aren't just excited to be with your organization in the good times but also
0: stick around uh you know when things can get a little tougher and we're in the day and age of toughness right i mean obviously the covid pandemic and economic challenges social strife all of that um but the The future of work is a big question mark. I mean, things are changing so rapidly. And so we definitely need uh, to to make sure that we're in front of um, the the upcoming challenges that are coming our way and showing people appreciation right now. So why don't we start with talking about overall the importance of appreciation? what What do you see as the most important, vital um, aspects of why appreciation is so important in the workplace? How does it boost retention? What are organizations missing out on if they're not making that a priority? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we really think about at Kudo Board is
1: is not just, you know, how do we keep appreciation front and center, but also how can we make sure it's really authentic? Because there's a lot you can do and you know, technology can make it even easier to do to, you know, spam people with automated messages telling them it's their work anniversary or your grade or this or that. But if it doesn't feel real, like there's someone on the other end that actually cares about you and is, is, is letting you know it, then I actually think it can do more harm than good. And so a lot of what we think about is how do we build a platform that allows for this really authentic connection and appreciation between colleagues while still allowing it to scale to organizations of, of tens of thousands? Um, and so that's, that's really like the biggest, I think it's the biggest challenge. Like how do you do authentic appreciation at scale? Um, because those two can oftentimes
0: work in conflict with each other. Yeah. And the authentic piece is is so vital. You also talked a minute ago about the importance of not just, I mean, we want top down appreciation. uh, So systematic uh, from various levels of the hierarchy, having appreciation is important, but also having peer to peer appreciation and just within your teams. And I think that's where that authentic piece also really comes in. Like you just need to make sure that people um, feel like you're not just jumping through the hoops, jump uh, checking boxes to say, look, we appreciated someone this month. But like, what, you know, what can we actually do to make sure that there's that level of authenticity?
1: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And you know, one of the things most people when they f- are first exposed to kudo board, it's essentially as a replacement for the card that's passed around and signed. So think like birthdays, work anniversaries, get wells, farewells, all that sort of stuff. And You know, oftentimes that motion was already happening in the workplace where a card got passed around, but it was something people sometimes dreaded because, uh, you know, you got to first, if you're the organizer, you've got to like find everyone to do it. And then there's not actually enough space. So all you can really do is sign your name. And so you get this card at the end that has a bunch of people's names on it. (laughs) Um, And what does that really show? Um, And then, you know, once to your point earlier about the future of work, once organizations were no longer all in the same place every day it obviously adds exponentially to the difficulty of even doing that motion. Um, and so the, the sort of first challenge that we tackled was trying to think through, like, how do we take this process that people already know and allow it to work in an organization where you're not all in the same place and also ensure that we, we make it better than it was before? So like giving people actually space to write something meaningful or add a video or add a picture Um, allowing people to print it as a book for like things like a farewell or retirement when it's like, Hey, I just worked at this place for 25 years. Like I want something physical to go with me. Um, And so, but the biggest thing to your point is like, how do we make sure that it, it really does not just come, Hey, it's from a manager to an employee, which is great to have, but it's also from their peers because getting that, those connections that you make over the course of weeks, months, years at an organization are really what, people driven and connected. And so, you know, wanting to make sure that you can kind of honor that and celebrate it at those moments that matter throughout the year uh, is, an, is an exciting thing. And so it's, it's, you know, that was where we started and it's still a, a major use today and something that
0: kind of gets us excited every day. Yeah. And perhaps that's partially how you grow appreciation at scale too. Um, I mean, there's only so much you can do from the top down in terms of, you know, especially if you have, you know, not just dozens of employees, but hundreds, thousands of employees, that's a really difficult thing to do at scale. But if you can build in uh, mechanisms for peer-to-peer appreciation in authentic ways, uh, now you you can have touch points with pretty much everyone, uh, you know, in a in a reasonably short amount of time, it seems. Absolutely. And that's oftentimes when we speak with our you know our, our stakeholders,
1: whether they're in um, human resources or internal comms or you know wh- whatever part of the team they work on, we talk to them about, hey, like your role is to empower the people in your organization to give each other appreciation. You, you don't need to be the person driving every use of this. First of all, you don't want to have to do that. You've got you know tens of thousands of people. that, that would be your full- time job and then some. But it's about, you know, giving you the tools to empower people. So that it is scalable and then making sure that you can kind of like monitor it, have the metrics, have the filters, have all the things you need to feel comfortable and safe when it isn't necessarily something that you're controlling every aspect of. And that's, that's always like the trade off is how do you empower people while still feeling like you have sufficient visibility, safety, et cetera, in place so that you feel comfortable kind of giving up the reins uh, when you're putting a system in place.
0: Yeah. So, so appreciation, of course, is going to be an important part of building that kind of dynamic, healthy, uh, innovative culture within an organization. Maybe talk to us a little bit more about um, what you see uh, Kudo board and other appreciation types of systems. um, How do you see those making the biggest impact on company culture over time?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I find really interesting is that Oftentimes, the first exposure an organization has to Kudo board is, is, as I mentioned, kind of replacing the card that's passed around and signed. And it's very much like a bottoms-up adoption where employees have a need for it. They pull it in. Maybe they're just buying these boards one at a time. But oftentimes, where we see kind of an organization-wide Um, opportunity and adoption is when an organization has like an event that they want to do. You know, maybe it's Pride Month and they want to pull their entire organization together to say like, hey, what does this mean to you? Or how do you celebrate? Or maybe it's Veterans Day or, you know, these, these moments that kind of matter in organizations happen throughout the year and they're looking for ways to pull people together. And so I think that's one thing that we're thinking about a lot on the appreciation front is, you know, how do we all these organizations have these moments that matter and they celebrated them a certain way when they were all in the office five days a week. And so when that's no longer the case, when now they're in a hybrid model and people are coming and going, how do we still allow them to come together as an entire organization to celebrate these moments? And when we do that, what we typically see is, you know, once they celebrate a large organization-wide event, then a ton of teams will break off and say, oh, we can do that for our own team or we can do that for our own group. And so it really is that, opportunity to kind of model what you want the culture what you want appreciation to look like organization-wide um and so that's i mean i think moving beyond kudo board specifically i think like anytime when you're sort of sitting in that central leadership position kind of implementing a new system like anytime you can kind of rather than say hey we've got this new thing you have to do you can say hey let me model what this looks like let me in- let me invite you all to participate in this and then put it in your hands if you want to do it yourself I just think it's so much more powerful uh, because then it's it's not like one more task people have to do, but rather sort of like, oh, I'm I'm being invited to participate in this real thing that's happening.
0: Yeah, I like the modeling and I like the invitation um, to to engage in meaningful, genuine ways with each other. Uh, I was actually just at an event um, earlier this morning um, where uh, we were able to get a whole bunch of us that have been remote uh, together in person, not for a long time, but just. It was a nice opportunity to touch base. There really wasn't much more to it than that. It was it was just an opportunity for people to touch base, share stories, updates on life, uh, just some of those sorts of things. Um, some genuine expressions of just camaraderie, friendship, appreciation. You know, all of that just happened organically uh, as we had an opportunity to get together. Um, and and that was a very purposeful kind of mechanism. This this meeting was was put in place simply. Really for that purpose. Um, to your point, when people are more hybrid or remote, that becomes more and more challenging to have those types of meaningful opportunities. Uh, and so, whatever it ends up looking like, I mean, people have been creative over the last few years, and I think we're con- going to continue to get more and more creative on how to do this in meaningful ways. Um, but it's it's really important. Community is is vital uh, within, uh, you know, in terms of attracting and retaining great people, um, but just helping people feel. Um, like they can bring their best whole self to work and contribute in meaningful ways and have the type of impact, not just for their career, but for the organization, for their team, you know, all of that is, is built upon relationships. And, and the more we're able to have a genuine community within our workplace, whether it's face-to-face remote hybrid in some fashion, uh, it's, it's going to, to lead to a lot of positive outcomes and you're going to accomplish a lot of things that it's hard to quantify. It's hard to really, you know, put down on paper exactly what that is, but you know, you see it, you know, it when you see it and you know, it when it's missing yeah. um, and you feel the impact of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and one thing that I
1: always think back to, so I used to be, uh, you know, in a previous life, a high school math teacher, and I'm primarily taught math, but I also um, taught a couple of different electives. And I remember one class where, you know, everyone had their laptops out and I said, Hey, rather than, raising your hand, we're going to like, you're going to write your thoughts on this like shared Google, essentially like a shared Google Doc. And what was fascinating to me was the people who participated there were wildly different than the people who would typically raise their hands. And some of the thoughts that were brought forward, and again, this wasn't a math class, it was one of like the electives, but the thoughts that were brought forward were just really interesting. And I, it never would have come out if it had just been sort of the standard, hey, raise your hand if you have a question and that sort of thing. And so it it, did, it does remind me today that like, while there are real challenges in not having people together in person all the time, we also are sort of given this opportunity to rethink how people engage and how people can bring their full selves to work because not everyone is comfortable with, hey, we're gonna get fifty people in a room for a mixer or we're gonna do, um, you know, this offsite or whatever else. Like some people they'll, they'll do it, but really. They want to be able to like think a lot and put some stuff down on paper and like share it out digitally just so that they have more time to think about what they're doing. So it just it just reminds me there's like so many different modalities and ways that people can connect. And it's sort of this interesting opportunity that's come with the challenge of like, hey, we've got this new way now that we're connecting. And for some, it's kind of opened up a new way to connect with people, even even though there are still true challenges that go along with it.
0: Uh, those challenges are going to continue to be there, and as we utilize new technologies and new approaches, you know, we're figuring it out. We're building the plane while we're flying it, and so of course, there's going to be some ups and downs, and and you know, things are going to work, other things aren't going to work, and we're going to iterate. And I, I think as long as we're open to this, and as long as employers, as we're mindful of the importance of genuine appreciation, and we're looking for meaningful ways to to create mechanisms mechanisms for that to happen, you know, I think that's the key. I mean, that's the starting point, at least, um, so that we can then try different things over time. Um, part of all of this conversation, I think, comes back to really what are employees looking for uh, and what are employers lacking. So, you know, we we see generational divides in kind of attitudes and preferences around work modality, um, what the design of work might look like we know for for younger employees, younger millennials and Gen Z, we know that there's a lot in kind of the quote unquote traditional um, landscape of the world of work that isn't super appealing to them. Um, and I, I saw a study oh, one or two days ago. It was it was about um, about 50 percent of the U.S. workforce now in some way engaging in the gig economy. Now many of those people have traditional jobs as well. Um, and they're doing a side hustle on the side. Um, but the reality is younger workers are, are, you know, opting out of kind of their traditional models. Um, so so what do you see, you know, as it relates back to this appreciation conversation, you know, what are employees looking for? What are employers lacking? And how can we bridge the divide so that we can, you know, tap into great talent and help our organizations thrive?
1: unfortunately or maybe fortunately i i don't think there's sort of a a one size fits all answer for what people are looking for and so in some ways i think the best the best that you can do is try to set up systems that are sufficiently flexible so that if one team really likes to do recognition with you know live shout outs at their all hands each week they can and if another one wants to create something where it's entirely digital they can and you you know there's all of these different ways that people can be brought together. And I think what what you can do is kind of give people something flexible enough that they can make it work. You know, oftentimes they already have, it's it's rare that we work with organizations that don't already have some kind of process in place. And so they have some like mental model of what this can look like. And they, they kind of work from there and say like, hey, can we make this better now by, you know, improving this or making this more efficient or including these kind of people that couldn't be included before? um and so part of it is kind of like recognizing that everyone's coming in with that preconceived bias preconceived notion of what it looks like and then building solutions that are like i said sufficiently flexible to make it work even if everyone's program isn't the same because you know there is this element of like each company's culture is a little bit different and a little unique and what works for one may not work for another and kind of just like being humble enough to recognize that like it's not going to always be the same and so how can we work with you to give you something that works for you, even if it's a little bit different than what works for the next person.
0: Yeah, maybe that's yeah, a cop out. I wish I had. I wish I had a silver. No, gold. no, no. I think it's an honest answer. I think. I think the reality is there is no one size fits all, um, and it, perhaps it comes really to my next and final question for this conversation today. At least is is you know how how can leaders proactively take the next step? Um, and I think we want leaders who are plugged in, who know their people. Um, who are supportive, who empower their people. Um, And I I guess there's really no shortcut to that because there's no one size fits all. I can't just um, create, you know, as much as I might be tempted to categorize people and lump people together into certain um, buckets for ease of conversation, the reality is every individual person has unique uh, salient motivators and different life situations and everything, you know, is going to be unique. And so there's no, there's no, um, there's nothing to replace just genuine knowing and understanding of your people um, so that you can provide the type of supportive leadership that is going to be necessary. Um, Man, that doesn't happen all that often though. I mean, when it's, it's the rare thing when you find the leader who's really willing to put in that time and energy to, to do that. Um, Why do you think that is? And what can companies do to improve that situation so it becomes more of the norm rather than the exception
1: yeah good question i think for many people it's a question of sort of time in the day they like, okay i've got this many hours in the day and these particular goals i'm trying to accomplish and the more you can connect the things they're doing with the goals that they want to achieve the more likely it is that it's going to happen today rather than some distant Maybe not so real time in the future, and so you know I, I think it actually goes back to make like not just understanding kind of how people want to be recognized or that recognition appreciation, building that connection is important, but also under like understanding in your organization the outcomes if you do and don't. And so I actually think I mean this is sort of a somewhat glib answer, but I do think you learn so much through exit interviews with people of like why did you leave. And I think when you're talking about an organization at scale and looking at like, well, what were the reasons people left? It's oftentimes pretty illuminating to see, especially if you have people that are, are skilled at doing those exit interviews since you get some real answers, um, to really see like, okay, this is the cost of our people not feeling connected. And once you look at it sort of very hard and fast, this is how many people we're losing, good people we're losing, because we haven't created a culture where people feel appreciated, people feel connected. Then it goes from priority sometime in the distant future to, hey, this needs to happen yesterday. So, I, you know, for better or worse, I think it comes down to the data and being re- being willing to sort of invest the time internally to measure the impact. And once you
0: do, I, I think the the importance becomes clear pretty quickly. I, yeah, I completely agree. And even better than doing exit interviews is let's do stay interviews and let's have those yeah. ongoing conversations. Yeah. So absolutely. That we're not losing out on our people before we have a chance, you know, to, to actually make some changes or, or adjustments that would, would help them to want to stay. Yeah. Uh, you and, know, get, it, and,
1: and they're more invested in giving you answers that you can change exactly. at that point. So I, I think that's yeah, really yeah.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know right now we're in, we're in the throes of like, tech layoffs and, you know, all the big companies are laying off, you know, a huge percentage of their employees, tens of thousands of people have lost their jobs. And I understand all of that is is challenging and hard, and especially for people who are experiencing it directly. But the reality is in the larger labor market, it's still a really tight market. Um, and it's really still very hard to get good talent. Um, it's hyper competitive and the unemployment rate is low uh, especially in in STEM fields, healthcare, like there's certain industries and areas where it's just has been hard and continues to be really hard to get good people. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you do not want to let good people go, especially if it's a fairly simple thing that you could be doing differently for them to feel more connected and valued in your organization. And so, yeah, let's do stay interviews. Let's have regular conversations. Exit interviews are good too. Um, but if, as long as we know our people as leaders, we're going to be in a better position to maybe make a difference, not always. And sometimes people are still going to choose to leave. And, you know, I I ultimately want people to do what's best for them and their careers and for their families and everything like that. But if I'm, if I'm knowing my people genuinely showing um, appreciation on a regular basis, and creating an opportunity where they can thrive, most people are going to want to stay there, they're going to want to continue with that organization and help that organization be successful.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, one of the the things i always think about is like how i think people for better or worse judge others pretty quickly and i think they also judge their job and and their sort of growth opportunities in connection with that job pretty quickly as well and i think you know if you if you haven't sort of proven to the person that they belong there they are really welcomed within the first few months it's tough to turn it around it doesn't mean it's not possible but it's tough to turn it around, and so it's one of those things that I just think it's such an investment. That if you could the sooner you can make it with someone, the sooner they're sort of on the team, the sooner they're really feeling like a part of the organization, um, and it makes a big difference versus trying to kind of fix it later. It's just so it's just so much more costly. In the same way that like if you let something, you know, in a house fall apart, it's like so far far more expensive to fix down the road than to like fix the pro- the root of the problem up front.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Aaron, this has just been a really fun conversation. We've only scratched the surface. I think there's so much more we could talk about. We're going to have to leave it there for today. But before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you and find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if you go to kudoboard.com, K-U-D-O-B-O-A-R-D.com, that's where you can find out more about what our, what our business offers. Um, and, you know, we do have, you know, options for, like as as John mentioned in the beginning special occasions or company events or shout outs uh, I'm also on LinkedIn um, and always welcome new connections
0: and new opportunities to, to meet with folks so uh, don't hesitate to reach out my name is Aaron Rubens and uh, we we'll look forward to hearing from you wonderful thank you again Aaron it's been a real pleasure I encourage the audience to reach out get connected find out more about what Aaron and his team can do for you and as always I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and I hope you all have a great week <laughs>